ladies and gentlemen i am your host and welcome to my podcast this is a letter to my first love podcast and if you are new to this podcast you know just what to do please follow 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 and put your notifications on for the next episode coming out and if you are a returning follower thank you so much and welcome back Today's guest is none other than Fulufelo Maseko. Guys, when I tell you that Fulufelo Maseko is a force to be reckoned with, I kid you not. She is a definition of hard work, consistency, and commitment. And she is one of those people that I really, really look up to and who actually inspire me. So, Mugele is a podcaster. She has a podcast by the name of The Pretty Big Life. Please do follow it. You can also find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other listening app that you can get. She also is a blogger. She is also passionate about books and women. She is also a businesswoman and she owns a cosmetics company that sells natural hair care products um if maybe you want to get like natural hair care products you may contact her anytime and she is currently studying her llb and is looking towards finishing it Um, hi, Fulufelo Maseko, and welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, love. I'm good, and how are you? It's so great to be here. Uh, thank you so much for honoring my <laughs> invite. Um, I'm also good. Um, I'm blessed, and I'm just perfect. I don't have any complaints. So the reason That's why I love to hear. Uh, thank you so much. So the reason why I... I actually invited you is because I see that you're doing a lot of things and you are one person that inspires me so much because oh, you're that one person that you literally um, upload episodes on a weekly basis and you're consistent yes. and you're committed to doing what you do and that is why you inspire me so much. And as much as I didn't do that before, and that was my initial plan, but mm. seeing you uploading episodes each and every week is just like, oh my gosh, Mugel, like you motivate me so much. Like, can you please tell me how you do all of that? Because wow. Like, wow, Mugel, like you're doing so much. I'm just like, yo, I, I can't, I can't um okay so how i think when i started the podcast journey right my yes. podcast journey in my mind i had so many doubts um about myself but then i decided to put myself in a position whereby i was like you know what i'm just going to let everything go let god and just work with what I have in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I just basically promised myself to be consistent as much as I possibly could. Because with everything in my life at that time, um, I wasn't so consistent. I wasn't showing up for myself. And I saw Jorge Ayman. It wasn't benefiting me as much as I wanted it to. It was not working at all. And it was time for a change. So... I basically made that change. So now, even if I don't feel like doing it, I just keep reminding myself of the promise that I made to myself to be consistent and to show up for myself all the time. And I just do it, even though I don't feel like it, even though I'm not motivated, even though I'm not, you know, I don't have any inspiration. You know, like the other time I told you, we didn't have electricity for like two whole weeks, right? Yes, yes. But I was, I was like, 
at that point, I was like, hey, man, God, what is this? Why is everything happening all at the same time? You know, so I just sat by myself and started thinking of ways in which I could ensure that the next episode comes out. How am I going to edit? How am I going to get the laptop charged? Made a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. And then after that, I just went with it. I just did it. That's all. I just did it. Oh, wow. Like, it's like you have something inside of you that constantly pushes you to upload episodes on, um, on a weekly basis. And as much as you face those many challenges, you're just like, you're still going to upload those episodes. And now yes. I'm just like, but how do you do it? But it, you're like, you're like, I can't. I think it, it comes with the passion as well. You know, like when you love something and you constantly think about it all the time, I think that also plays a hand because I didn't think I would love podcasting as much as I do now you know but when I started and I get to my even that you know the room that I needed and that was just and you know that's what kept me going it's the passion it's the love for it and it's just you know it, it's just that oh okay okay thank you so much for that so let's take it all the way back from the beginning can yes. you please tell us who Fulufelo Masekwa is? Um, please tell us about your 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 background. Like, who is Fulufelo Masekwa? What kind of a person <laughs> is she? Because I want the audience to know exactly what kind of person that you are. Oh my God! You know <laughs> that question. Like, I feel like whenever somebody asks you for Omang, yes. um it kind of makes you forget who you are. And so the question is just, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I totally get it because every time I listen to um, to podcasts and then that is like yes. the icebreaker question. Every time I hear people saying things about themselves, I, I'm, I'm always thinking about myself and I just go blank. So I totally get hey. it. And you're not going to say everything all at once. If maybe we move on to the next thing, you're going to remember, how, oh, full fellow also loves one, two, three, one, exactly. two, three. Exactly. get your point. <laughs> um, okay. But um, full fellow Maseko is um, the third, well, the second last born, right? Um, I have four siblings. I was wow. born into a highly Christian home. Um, my dad was a pastor and yeah, we were raised in a very um, secured environment, you know. Um, I, I have always loved reading. Everybody that knows me knows if I'm not watching a series or, you know, looking around, I have a book on hand and I think that's where most of my money goes buying books and just trying to you know to educate myself in certain things and um, I did my first degree in become law I think from 2018 no 2017 yes and I graduated with that um, I started my podcast this year around May um, I'm also an expiring entrepreneur, but I'm still doing my studies in LLB. So yeah, that's basically who Fulufella is in a nutshell. Yeah, in a nutshell. Okay, thank mm. you so much for, for telling me about <laughs> yourself. So I want us to first, before we get into the, 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 the basic stuff, I want you to tell yes. us about the podcast. Um, when did you have this idea? How did this idea come about in your mind? And did you immediately act on it when it immediately came to you? Or did you just put it maybe on hold for like a month and then you were just uh. to figure out this whole thing first and then you started doing it? 
like can you please tell me about the process of you having um made this podcast they are the pretty big life um okay so my dad died last year around jan right and um that put me in a very bad space i was in a horrible space um and the thing was after he died i think a couple of days later i had to start with um a new job my first job actually and so i didn't allow myself to grieve or have that time to to you know to properly grieve his death and so after when the contract ended um i had to face all of those you know emotions that i didn't allow myself to face when um it happened so i it started feeling as though i was losing control right um and so i needed an outlet you know something that i could pour into and so my partner came with the idea that hey why don't you start a podcast i i wasn't honestly i listened to podcasts and i think i liked podcasts i loved them but it didn't occur in my head that hey i should start a podcast so he came up with the idea that why don't you start a podcast it might be a way for you to to you know to release all that you have been feeling or you have been bottling up while you know trying to build something with it and i was like hmm okay i i'll think about it you know and now i wanted some things that are fancy you know like your youtube channels like hey like, welcome to my youtube channel yeah, um i'm full of elements like you know those I, I wanted that you know like the cameras and whatnot but i wasn't in that proper space or mindset to do that so i think um the podcast was the next best thing and um those who would be like um they had a vision i think i decided to forget about it for a while that was like around august i think when he suggested that and around november i had a dream that i was literally in 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 i was i was a keynote speaker um speaking to a whole lot of women and it was like a seminar and it was so full and i was speaking with so much confidence and i was like when i woke up from that dream it it felt i don't know <laughs> it felt like hi man you know there's something that i'm missing what am i supposed to be doing with this what does this thing mean and i told him about it and he's like well maybe it's you know it's time and so that's when i started to constantly think about it and to plan it out and you know to put myself in that mindset to actually start but i didn't start i kept procrastinating until around um around March and I started to record my first episode around March but I kept deleting recording again deleting and then I was like around May if I don't um launch this I'll never launch it'll still be in the pipeline forever and ever let me just launch it even though it's imperfect even though you know it's not to the standard that I want it to be let's let's just move you know mm. and i launched it and yeah yeah so yeah now so would you say that um you have found healing through the podcast from losing your dad i think i have because well not fully because i don't think for a, a person can fully um heal yeah, from yes. such a loss you know because um I was a daddy's little girl, you know, I was a daddy's little girl. Wherever he went, I would be there too. I think we were only separated by me going to varsity, you know. So I could never fully heal from that loss, but I think it's a process. And it's been helping me to put my life into perspective and not be in that constant um, road of, distraction you know like it it feels like it has given my life a bit of purpose um apart from my family and friends and my partner you know so okay. it's it helps it really helps 
Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it does because I also opened my podcast with the sole purpose of also healing because I couldn't mm. go to a psychologist to speak about whatever that I had gone through. And as much mm. as I had a lot of close people around me, I just couldn't open up because I felt like maybe they don't feel the same pain that I feel or maybe mm. they just haven't been in this space that I've been in. So they never, like they will never understand. And yeah. why God gave me this idea of actually creating this podcast. And believe you me, I honestly believe that I wouldn't have healed. Okay, maybe not fully. Even though, mm. like you said, Jorge, you never really fully heal. But it has helped mm. me to sort of like get closure with regards to what the purpose was behind my pain, you know? Yeah. So I, I honestly believe that these things literally help us, even though they don't 100% help us, but the more that we continue to upload, the, I mean, upload in them, and the more that we continue to pour in them is the more God is, healing us and meeting us at the point of mm. our needs you understand so i totally get your mm. point about the whole thing of healing and also yeah. there are a lot of pot because that's the thing when i when i first came up with the name um and mm. it's also that thing we have to include god in everything that we do i had yeah. a lot of things that i wanted to 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 create with the podcast um i did not solely want to focus on god but then i also wanted to focus on women but then mm. i realized that a lot of podcasts that i listen to are revolving around women and women yes. in large are emerging and the the business there are a lot of businesses out there um that include women are emerging so much so I just felt mm, like, true. no, I should include God because this is just my idea. And if it's only my idea, it might not succeed. And hence, mm. I decided to include him. And that is why I came up with the name. And yeah, so with regards to what I've just said, there are a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. out there that focus on women and that are hosted by women. Before mm -hmm. you started this podcast, were you not intimidated with a lot of podcasts that are out there that focus solely on women and women empowerment? Were you not maybe intimidated or how was the case with you? Oh my God, I was. I really was. And I think with everything that I do, I always look at... I don't know. I think it's one thing that I'm trying to work on to always look at what the other person is doing. And that kind of um, intimidates me as well. So I really was intimidated, but um, I realized, I think it was a book that I was reading that basically said that although the market is oversaturated, there isn't a you in that market. You know, oh, wow. you bring your own different spin to everything. You bring the, your own different source, you know. So even though there are so many podcasts about women empowerment and solely based on women, there isn't a full of Maseko in it, you know. There isn't a me. And what I've realized is that as much as my podcast is based on women, um, the conversations that I decided to talk about also relate to um, those conversations as well, because um, I once got like a couple of, of, of messages from guys, um, men that were like, you know, um, I really love your work. I really love your podcast. I, I just wanted the podcast to have some sort of um, relatability and at this point, I'm just glad that as much as I wanted it to be solely for women, it's, it's, it's directed to both genders now. So I might pivot. I don't know. But yeah, that's where we're at now. 
So, and I can, I can relate with what you said because just yesterday when I came from work, I was listening mm. to um one episode from She Brigade. Um, it's also a podcast that focuses on women, and yes. she had a guest on the show. I think it was Mathebe, and then she was saying that, uh, whatever that you do. May it may be in maybe opening a restaurant, it may be opening a podcast. The restaurant, mm. and there are a lot of restaurants out there, but it really depends on what you bring to the table. What makes your restaurant different? What makes what exactly. you do different? So I totally mm. um agree with what you said, and I can identify with what you say exactly because like um we are a generation that has everything like everything has been done for us you know um everything has been invented for us already right so we come in to certain spaces looking to be something different but um whatever idea that you might have at that moment um doesn't mean that nobody has ever thought of it before if if it's like an entirely new idea that nobody has ever thought of then that's good you know kudos to you but for those people that want to get into such spaces you cannot really say how are you not going to do it because somebody has thought about it you can rather take what um the idea that has been brought about and invent and has been invented already and try to influence it and change it in your own way because you can see it at um in a different perspective you know yes. that nobody has ever thought of before you know so your perspective matters your thought matters you just have to implement it and put your spin in it and you know it, it's not really about copying somebody else but taking inspiration from somebody else you know what i mean yes and creating your own thing exactly yes i i totally agree with you um so let's just get to what we here for um about god um in your in your introduction you you spoke about your dad being a pastor right yeah yeah so you basically grew up in a christian home and mm. i have an interesting question for you how did you having grown up in a christian church like how how did you how did you know about god It was influenced by my environment. It was highly influenced by my environment. I grew up, as I said, my dad was a pastor. My mom was um, a children ministry teacher. You know, um, those people, I don't know, for those who, who, who church for Sundays, are those Sunday, te- um, Sunday school teachers, right? Yes. Um, so it was highly influenced by that because every sabbath on a saturday we church on a saturday i would be going to church it was like clockwork you know and i wasn't allowed to to skip any day of church and after that on a sunday it will be like um your music um whatnot or um your pathfinders um and so I learned about God through that because my dad will always teach me about them. Every day around 7 a.m. or half past seven, we'll have like prayer here at home whereby we, we have lessons about God, you know. Um, I think the one phrase that I always grew up with that my dad um, really nailed into my brain was that with every decision that I make in life, I must just reject the wrong and choose the right. And I think it's in the Bible somewhere. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, it was just that thing. Whatever decision I'm going to make, I'm going to reject the wrong and choose the right. And the right is whatever that God says. So it was highly influenced by my parents and the church and my environment at that time. But 
um, as I grew up, I realized that um, the relationship that I had with God wasn't really personal, you know, it wasn't personal at all because it was, it was based on the relationship that my parents um, forced between me and him and their relationship with God. So it wasn't personal at all. It wasn't something that I initially chose to do, you know. Okay. And then... So, yeah. Yeah. You were saying? Yeah, I was... Uh, I have, like, a, a follow-up question. Based on mm. everything you've just said, when would you say you... When exactly did it happen that you accepted Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Um, do you remember the exact time and moment where it all happened? Um, if I'm being honest, I think it was this year. This okay. year when I decided that I needed to build a relationship with God, my own personal relationship that isn't um, influenced by anybody else because um, uh, I just lost my, my train of thought because um, before I was just doing things just for the sake of doing them. I was just going to church just because I had to and I was obligated to by my parents. It's not something that I chose to do. Even when I got baptized, I think at that time I did it because um, um, the group that, was, that I was in, um, in church, had to start singing in divine service. And it was just that thing of if you're not baptized, then you cannot sing during divine service. So it was just that thought of, ah, okay, so they're stopping me from doing something that I love because of this. Okay, so let me get baptized, you know. It wasn't a decision that I set by myself and thought about it fully. I'm sorry, <clears throat> fully and said, you know what, Lord, you are um, my personal savior. I love you. And this is the relationship that I want to build with you. You know, mm -hmm. that is based on that. So everything that I've done before was because I had to do it and not because I wanted to do it. I think, I think all of us, or rather, majority of us, are raised in that way because, even with me, um, I grew up in a Christian home. My brother is also a pastor, so basically, mm. we, my mom always told us to to go to church, and I never yes. really understood why I had to go to church. I was just like, okay, let me just. To go to church and then come back home so they never really emphasized the the concept of reading the bible they never really told us who god is i never really understood the whole concept of god jesus the holy spirit i i really didn't understand and then i was baptized mm. when i was little i i don't even remember when or how old i was and then <laughs> in I think when I was 13 or 14 years old I got confirmed in church so basically mm -hmm. when we get confirmed in church so we okay. we become full members of the church right and then that mm -hmm. is when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior but obviously I'm a girl I was still young I didn't know or rather understand those things so now I'm just like, okay, I'm really trying to understand this concept of God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy mm. Spirit. And I honestly believe that with the information that we gain on a regular basis from YouTube, from podcasts, or wherever that we get the information, we are privileged enough to pass on the information that we get on a daily basis to our kids because mm. it is not information that we were provided with when we grew up we were only just told to go to church come back and then that's it read the bible you don't understand you ask questions 
uh, maybe you won't be provided with clarity or so i mm. honestly believe that we are privileged enough and we can use what we have to change the or rather to 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 explain to future generations how does this thing really go about without being obligated to go to church reading the bible and you know all of those things that involve going to church exactly because you know like if you look at the bible right god is a god of choice right yes. he gives you the choice to choose whether or not you will follow him you know and so if we were raised in that environment everything was forced upon us the relationship between you and him will automatically be strained because you feel as though you don't have a choice but to um exactly and as human nature we always want um you know that um space to be able to choose between this and that and so if you're not then you know because when you grow up right and i feel as though most of us as youth go to church for the sake of going to church when we are younger but then as we grow up and you know we we get to look at life at a certain perspective we kind of like drift away from the church and automatically drift away from god as well because i think um for me personally i stopped going to church when i graduated from my first degree which was i think in 2019 and after that it was like the lockdown right i stopped going to church and when everything opened i still wasn't going to church because i felt as though why what is the reason for me to do that what is the reason for me to continue you know um having this relationship with god and when my dad died everything just became worse you know it just literally became worse. so i think not having that choice is the main thing that pushes us to reject god you know without meaning to so fulu would you say that losing your dad was when your faith was tested the most um yes yes it definitely was because you know when something like this happens you always ask yourself why yes you know why did it have to happen to me at that time when i felt like i needed him the most and the thing was uh, there were a lot of things that were happening in my family because his brother my uncle had died just about like i think um that december that december we started off the new year burying him in the tree and um so right after that liana again asked because of covid and he was he was in the hospital no right my mom followed him right after and i remember being so scared because i was like i can't lose both my parents not now you know yes. not now and i was hoping that both of them would would come back you know but i think in my subconscious i was like thinking to myself or making peace with the fact that one might not come back and at least if one is saved then that's something you know and i think that's a bit of that's kind of morbid for me to be thinking that way but i think that was like my realistic um the realistic part of my brain talking and so when it happened i was like why did you let this happen you know why now um and I was angry. I was angry. And so I pushed everything away. And I was like, there's no use, you know? And that's when I was like, I'm not going to go to church until I'm ready. And it was very hard for me to pray, which led to me not praying for the longest time. And my mom would always try to bring us together so that we can pray and all of that. But whenever she would be like i should pray 
it would be so hard for me to pray. And I knew that whatever that I was saying or whatever that was coming out of my mouth, I, I didn't mean, you know, because I was still angry. And um, I would always feel like crying when I'm sitting down and we are singing songs because in my head, I'm thinking, Hore, he should be here, you know. Um, if he was here, we would be doing this like that. And mm-hmm. if he was here, he would be the one that is conducting, you know, the prayer session. He would be the one that was singing the loudest. And the worst part was that um, as he was a very active member in like the church community, everybody would come and they they would be like, um, they would have that pitiful face, you know, and that is the face that I hate the most. And they're like, ah, but... Um, you know, we are not the only one that has lost somebody. We all have lost. We all miss him. And I feel like punching them, you know, like I literally feel like punching them because I felt as though you have no idea the amount of pain that I am going through. You cannot, you have no right to come here to my home and tell me that I'm I'm not the only one that has lost. You know, you are just somebody that you saw when you needed help because he was the kind of person that when somebody needed help he'd go running you know um you'd only see him then he was my everything and now he's gone and I feel like I have no purpose you have no right and so that just made everything even worse I was like I'm not going to church ever again and I'd say that was yeah my faith was really tested so in that moment, were you angry at him for leaving you or were you angry at God for taking him? I think it was both. Okay. It was both. I remember um, there was one night when I had a breakdown and um, I was talking to my partner and I was telling him that I feel as though he didn't fight hard enough, okay. you know? I felt as though he made that choice to leave me. And, and he got angry. Um, my partner got angry at me for saying that because he felt as though um, my dad loved, like, I, I, I was the favorite child, right? I was the yeah. favorite child. So there was no other person that he loved more than me. So he felt as though, how why would I even say for he made the choice to leave the one person that he loved the most but I, I felt angry that he didn't fight hard enough you know he he just and I think I was also being selfish because I didn't realize that he had also lost his brother and you know grief just makes it very hard for you to fight when you're sick you know it mm-hmm. it makes it, it makes you weak so I just didn't care about that I all I cared about was the fact that he left me and to me I felt as though it was his choice and to God I felt as though you know you could have given him more strength to fight you could have you know did something you know like you had the power to stop everything from happening the way it happened you know you, you could have stopped you could have stopped it so I was angry at both of them I can identify with your story because even when I lost my dad in 2018 mm. um, I was just 20 years of age I was doing my first year at university and the way he just left it was just so sudden and I was like okay but I don't understand what's happening because that's Mm. the thing my dad didn't go to school when he was in I think standard nine no actually grade nine they were Mm. forced to leave school to go find work right and then the one thing Mm. that he kept asking God was okay, it's fine. I didn't go to school and you didn't um, deem it fit for me to go to school. Then let my kids go to school. Let my kids go to varsity and get the proper education that I didn't get. And then yes. I'm the last born at home. All my sisters and my brother graduated. And I was just like, but why did it have to be me when I was doing my first year? 
And mind you, Fulu, as much as I was doing my first year at a university, I just completed my higher certificate in EMS, but then it was a one-year higher certificate thing. So Mm. I was supposed to graduate on the 9th of April, 2018. And then Mm. this guy literally died the day before my Mm. graduation. And I was just Mm. like, yo, like, like, who even does this, Claire? I was just like, okay, God, but like, couldn't you just give him more years to see me actually graduating for my degree? Because wow, that is that was just a higher certificate. Why did you have to leave like a first day? Yeah, like yo, there was just questions popping in my mind, and I was just like, yo, guys, I don't understand. And I felt like it wasn't fair because I was the last born at home. All my sisters uh, and brother graduated. Couldn't it be someone else besides that? Like, or maybe couldn't you have left after I graduated? Like, you are, like I couldn't understand to say. I feel like the timing, like the timing was just awful because, and it feels as though when such things happen, they happen when all all sorts of plans are made, you know, all sorts of promises are made, but it's like none of them matter anymore. It's just the fact that, you know, he's gone and you just have to um, deal with that fact and learn how to live um, with that fact. Like, yeah, I feel you, babes. Like, I really do. Yes, but I also feel like um, probably he got, like, confirmation from God, Yahweh. I'm doing my first year and I was actually supposed to graduate. So either way, I'm still eventually going to graduate. So whatever the case, um, all your kids went to varsity and everything is just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I always, yeah. Be okay. Yes, that's like the positive side of everything that happened. I just looked at it in that way, okay. Um, he probably got confirmation from God. Yahweh, everything is is okay, and everything is gonna work out at the end. Mm. So, who is the one person of faith you think God has put in your life for a reason, and what is that reason? I think it's my mom. Okay, my mom. Um. You know, my mom has been the strongest person that I know, you know, she has always been the strongest person that I know. And when that happened, um, we all thought that, you know, would see a bit of weakness from her, but nah, that didn't happen. She was the shield, she was um, the cornerstone of the family. And I feel as though um, my dad dying brought her even closer to God. Now it's like my mom is untouchable, you know. My mom is a prayer warrior, and um, seeing her build that relationship with God to this extent, it kind of makes me feel as though if she can, then why can't I? You know, I feel as though um, God knew um, that should she remain in my life, she would be the one person that would guide me to eventually be um, the woman of virtue and the woman of prayer that I needed to be. So definitely my mom. Okay. Wow. Okay. That is so powerful. Mm. And I also like the fact that she didn't break down and she became closer to God, like you said. And I feel like that is so important with regards to anything that we we have to go through in life, going just coming closer to God and not drifting apart from Him, mm. I feel like that's very important. And I believe that that is like the sole purpose of us having to go through difficult times in our lives. So, with regards to difficult times in your life, have you felt closer or far away from God? And why do you think that is? Um, I think with everything that I have faced in my life until now, 
I have felt um, far away from God, you know, um, because I just felt like it wasn't fair, you know, like putting blame yes. um, towards somebody else. So I felt like um, I didn't want to blame myself for certain decisions that I have made or choices. So he was like the next best thing, you know, and so I would blame him and it, it would kind of make me feel better about the situation. And so that made um, our relationship strained. But um, I remember telling you that um, a couple of weeks ago, I was close to a breakdown because I felt as though um, I was stagnant, you know, and that even though I've been doing certain things, there are things that um, I wanted to have done by now, but there was still, you know, in a limbo and I felt confused. I felt um, frustrated and I lacked so much clarity and I cried. I cried so much because I felt as though, you know, um, it's a lot, you know, I feel burdened. I feel overwhelmed. But I think at that moment, I, I just, I gave him a challenge that you cannot bring me in this situation and let me feel like this for no reason. You know, there has to be a reason why I'm going through this. There has to be a reason why I feel as though my body is failing me. My mind is failing me. What is it, you know? And since... I know that you love me. You need to get me out of this. I need to get out of this mindset. And with me saying, oh, okay, um, we are building that relationship now. It's me and you now. Let's get us through it. Let's get me through it. You know, um, it helped me with that relationship. And I felt lighter, you know, um, being more consistent with, um, my prayers and my devotions every day also helped me to, you know, to, to feel as though, hey, you know, I got this, you know, because I think there is certain, there is a certain stage in life that nobody really talks about. And that is when you're in between, you know, like um, in between the person that you are destined to be, that you want to be, and um, a person that you once was, you know. And I think the, the, the point in the middle, that is like the point in the middle. And I think that is that point in the middle. That's why I felt confused. That's why I felt overwhelmed. And so I just need him to get me through that. And that's why, you know, I feel as though him being here and me strengthening my relationship with him and being closer is doing more good to me than harm. Sure. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yo. So let's suppose the, the world um, is ending today and let's just suppose everyone is going to heaven today. When you get to heaven, what is the one question that you will ask God? It could be about anything. Just one <laughs> question in J. Oh my god oh my and god. i'm feeling that it's gonna be about your dad but <laughs> i think it will be why did you take my dad away from me and then that's you, you just had to you just had to bring up the <laughs> i just i knew it i knew that it was gonna be the question i like you know, i knew it like, <laughs> because the way you spoke about your dad like people don't understand that our dads are actually our first love before we get into the dating space exactly so oh the God. way you just spoke about your dad it clearly shows that you had a very solid relationship with your dad you did everything with your dad and him just having to leave earth just like that so suddenly like, like, I, I totally get how you felt the way that you felt because you didn't understand you were just like okay 
from here what's next like what's gonna happen what now what mm. now like but no i totally get it clear but you know the weirdest thing right is that um i think god structures our life in such a um how can i say it in a particular way for lack of a better way um a better word sorry um like um a notion of events happen right and sometimes you are prepared for them sometimes you are not but it's like when something is about to happen certain people are placed um in yeah. your life to ensure that um you know the blow that you're about to face wasn't or isn't going to be that strong you know or isn't going to be to a point of destroying you and i think the reason why um things happened the way that they did and at that time um was because god knew that if that could have happened before then i probably wouldn't not probably i definitely wouldn't be here because i remember um asking myself such questions that what would happen if he would die um if my dad would die and you know like subconsciously i would always be telling myself that if this happened i would also die i would also i'll definitely kill myself you know mm -hmm. and so i feel as though because the year before my dad died um I got into a relationship with my partner and I received the kind of love from him that was so consuming, you know, and so overwhelming. And so um, my dad knew about him. He was like um, the first and the only guy that my dad met before he died. We literally had lunch a couple of months, but, you know, because my dad felt as though hi man, this this person he felt jealous of him because he felt as though um now i was not giving him all my love i was giving my partner all my love you know so there was like that cute rivalry going on between them it was like it was so cute but i loved it and so when that happened i i don't know i felt as though it gave me the strength to move on and to see the bigger picture and not be overwhelmed by you know by the pain and the grief so i feel as though he was brought into my life at that point for that reason and sometimes i do tell him you know sometimes i feel as though the only reason why we didn't start dating in varsity and we started dating literally a year before my dad died was because um God knew that you are the one person that was going to help me get through this. Wow. I never really thought of it that way, Claire. And listening to your story, I've been I've been thinking about uh the time when I went through something painful. And I'm thinking about mm. people that were in my life at that moment and new people or people that god placed in my life before the the moment actually happened but i can't think of mm. anyone really because i think the, the the only people that have been consistent in my life or rather in me having to go through some stuff were literally my family but other than that i can't really think of anyone mm. but i totally agree with your point because um i feel like you could have done anything because you loved your dad so much and this clearly shows that i don't know and you can correct me if i'm wrong that you loved him more than your mom is that right <laughs> <laughs> am i right <laughs> so now you're politicking like <laughs> that's like politics <laughs> i just want to know if i'm right first <laughs> ah you're definitely right <laughs> so your relationship it's on aliyaha i don't know if maybe you knew kobe bryant 
Oh yes, yes. the one that uh also confessing with his daughter Gianna. Yes. So mm. when you spoke about your dad, I was thinking about them, and you were talking about like the way you guys were so inseparable. I was thinking about Kobe Bryant and his daughter, and I was like, those people loved each other so much. And when you spoke about you maybe having maybe to kill yourself because people were uh like Jorge, I get it, you said Jorge, people were placed in your life before the event actually happened. And then if maybe mm. they were not placed in your life, then definitely you could have maybe done something, maybe kill yourself. Mm. So when you spoke about death and the love that you had for your dad, I immediately thought of Kobe Bryant. And I was like, yo, brah, imagine that if that would have happened say. Yeah, yeah, because like it's like, <laughs> like um me loving my dad more than my mom, it was so evident. Even my mom knew, like when um she found out about you know um the death, uh she 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 had to bring her sisters and my uncles to come and be the ones that told us because um she was still in the hospital at that time. And I remember that after them um, telling us, um, they had to call her so that they can start um, making the funeral arrangements and stuff. And I'm sitting there um, thinking to myself, why are they talking about this person like he's not alive? You know, because I, I still couldn't believe it. I was like, why are they talking like this? They should just stop. And I remember her asking her sisters that, can you please watch her because I fear that she might do something stupid and then um her sisters were like were like what do you mean and then she was like I fear that she might actually try and kill herself watch over her and so like the whole weekend people the whole week people were watching me like a hawk like I felt as though like as much as I loved my family being there and supporting me I I don't know I don't know I I understood where they came from but I was like come on man have a little faith in me at least just a little faith but I guess yeah it wasn't yeah but what were you expecting because that's the thing you loved your dad so much so they were obviously going to eventually watch you like a hawk because wow. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I, I really don't know, but I'm still grateful though. I really am still grateful. Okay. And then what do you know for sure? And this could be about anything. Can you repeat that question? What do you know for sure? And this could be about anything. What do I know in terms of what exactly? In terms of um, anything. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be about God. It doesn't have to be maybe about your pops. Just anything in, ge- in general. Like what do you know for sure without like a shadow of doubt? Okay. <coughs> Um, I don't know, this might sound like I am, um, I don't know, self-centered or something, but hey, um, what I know for sure is, is that I am a queen. I am yeah, a what? queen and I am a queen. Okay. What I know for sure is that I am a queen and with everything that i want to do i know that i'm only getting started and it's only going to get better from here i know what i'm worth um i know who i am and whatever that i want to learn i will learn and perfect it yes girl that's the spirit yes 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 (laughs) queen (laughs) 
Welcome to self affirmations. Hey, that's where we at. Wow, I love it. Amen. And it's so true. It's so true. So um we're almost done. So let's go to the favorite part of my favorite part of the show, which is a letter to my first love, meaning God. So I just want to know from you, Ne. Um, what is mm-hmm. what do you want to say to God? Like, what is your love letter? What are the things that you've wanted to say to God, but maybe haven't been able to say to him? Or what do you just want to say for maybe this present moment? It could be about Thanksgiving. It could be maybe you asking something from him. Like, what do you want to say? Like, what is your love letter to him? Okay. Well, before I start with my love letter, I just need to tell you this. Um, I just thought about it right now that when you told me the name of your show, right, um, in my head, I actually thought that you were talking about boys, like the letter to your first love. Which is like a boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when I was like, ah, when when I saw and I was like, okay, let me check it out. I was like, oh, so this is what she's talking about. So yeah. That's a really nice thing, but let's get to it. So I actually wrote something um, as my love letter to, to God. So I'm just going to read it out. Dear God, thank you for everything that you have done for me. I know that our relationship is far from perfect, but you have been nothing but kind, loving, and merciful towards me. You gave me a voice and a vision to fulfill my purpose. And I know that you are only getting started with keeping your your promises towards me. I am grateful for everything and I will always praise you. May I use my gifts to bring honor unto your name and and glory to you. That's all. Wow, that was so sweet and short. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, love I am sweet there. and short, so it's kind of befitting. Wow, that was so amazing. <laughs> I wish you could say more because you I love the way you said it. And even though it was short, like I just felt like you could say more, say. Did it really okay. have to end there? <laughs> Can't you like say anything now out of the box and Jade just to add more on that? Okay, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for um, you taking me out of that dark place. And I know that it needed me to do a lot of work it needed me to trust and have in you. Um, but I'm grateful for helping me through it. I am grateful for the people that you have put in my life. I know that they are there for a reason. And I'm excited to know um, what that reason is and to discover it. But I'm also grateful for the people that you will continue bringing in to my life for the purpose of uplifting me and ensuring that I do what's best to praise your name and to help everybody around me thank you for everything thank you for um giving me my purpose um even though it's not as clear as I would like it to be um I'm hoping that I I become I become, you know, it becomes clear to me as to what it is. But so far, it's it, it's looking great. And thank you. Just thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Leigh. Thank you so much for being part of my show. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this. And thank you for your love letter and allowing me to know your relationship with God. 
thank you for allowing me to know how close like you are with God and just everything that revolves around him. Thank you for being part of this. It literally means a lot. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? Do you have like social media accounts? Thank you so much for having me, by the way. I had so much fun. I didn't think that I would open up as much as I did, but hey, um, we are here. Um, thank you for actually suggesting that we do this. I am hoping that we do more of this. So yeah, but also <laughs> so um, I have a in, an Instagram account. That's where I spend most of my time this day. It's at pretty big life underscore. And yeah. Yeah, that's like my podcast um, Instagram. And I also have a blog that people can subscribe to. It's a WordPress blog. Um, I'll just give you the link so that you can paste, you can post it on your show notes. Because I don't even remember what it is. I forgot. It's fine. You will just send it and I will attach it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. But thank you so much for having me. Okay. Thank you so, so much. So you only have like Instagram, right? For the podcast, yes. Um, I have a Facebook account that is like personal, but yeah, it's Laurenda Maseko. Um, it's there also. So they can also find me there. So it's Facebook, Instagram at Pretty Big Life Podcast underscore. And yeah, they can also listen to the podcast if they want to. Um, yeah, it will be so great to for them to join the community. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye for me. Thank you, love. for listening to today's episode i hope you liked it and guys please don't forget to follow this podcast um rate it give it a review and yeah until we meet again next time goodbye and love you lots and welcome to my podcast this is a letter to my first love podcast and if you are new to this podcast welcome and please don't forget to follow this podcast give it a review and rate it and if you are a retaining follower welcome back so today's episode is all about my story so today is all about story time story time story time and the consequences of disobeying god so please tune in um up until the rest of this episode to hear about the reckless decisions that i had to make and the lessons that i learned from it